What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today is finally the day where we're going to talk about hexing. Woo-hoo! And we called it And Ye Harm None. That's like the topic. That's like the, the header of it. And we're going to get into, I guess, the ethics of hexing, how what we decide we want to do. And you know what I realized? We should have asked the rest of Witch Space, not to be on here because obviously they're not doing that, but the idea of do they? Because I don't think it's something we really talk about. I think I've had side conversations with people, but I don't think we've ever as a group discussed that. So that's going to be your next thing, isn't it? That's I was gonna just going to say. Do. So every time we have like a meeting once a month and the whole like point of it is like, oh, each person like brings something to the table and we like talk about or like participate in something. And I was having so much trouble thinking about what I was going to do for my month. And um, yeah, we're, I'm just going to do that. I want to know what everybody thinks about hexing. And so what I will do is obviously we can't get you know, vocal clips from which space, but I will get some nice quotes from what everybody says and I'll like oh, nice. make them cute and post them on Instagram. So you will get to see what which space says, but this episode is just us kikiing about it. Okay, I like that. I feel like there's at least one person who is not going to have an opinion. And I'm not gonna tell you who on Oh yeah. At least one. Yeah, there's gonna be one person who's gonna like want to be out of the conversation. And there's going to be one person who's going to say something, but her eyeballs are going to say another thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting. Oh, you know what else wait. is funny? Um, I've talked to other people and they're like, yeah, you know, my coven, we meet once a week. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish. I wish, but I don't wish. It's a lot of work when we all get yeah. together. I feel it's a lot of energy when we all get together, which is fine. And we're also really busy. So I, I kind of like, kind of, you know, jealous of people who have the time that can, that can we can't. I mean, once yeah. a month is hard for us sometimes with our schedules, even when we're home. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I actually think it's harder when we're home. I think it's easier when I'm busy. Because we get lazy. I think we yes. get lazy when we're home. Like last week, so I have like, you know, girls nights and stuff. And last week we couldn't do Saturday because I don't know what happened. And somebody suggested Sunday. And I was like, I don't want to do Sunday. Meanwhile, you know what I was doing Sunday night? Nothing. Okay. I'm in my house. But I was just like, oh, I want to do Sunday night. Like, and, and that Monday was a snow day. Like, I knew I wasn't going yeah. to work. It's not like I had something to do. I just wanted so to be lazy in front of the TV playing video games. Like, but you know what? Rest yeah. is important. We live in a yeah. capitalist hellscape. So it's True. important to prioritize your rest and relaxation. Yeah. Um, also... This is a weird tangent. Follow at the Nap Ministry on Instagram. It's um, a black-owned collective that helps people like recognize the importance of rest in their life, and that just feels like a thing that I want to plug right now. Having said that, the Nap Collective, the Nap Ministry. Oh, the Nap Ministry. Okay, it's it's cute. They give little quotes. She's really into like taking back your your time. I love it. Oh, I'll have to check it out. All right, very motivational nice. to just have on your feed. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like are it. you ready to dive in? I'm ready to dive in. You want to start? Yes. Because right, you so, were like smiling. Um, so I'm chomping at the bit. I have been ready to do this for months. And I, I don't think I even realized that we needed to do an episode about it until that one episode where we were like, we just have all these ideas all of a sudden. And I was like, how did we not do a hexing episode before this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The first podcast of this month was Raven Gramasi's The Witch is Familiar. 
And we specifically chose not to discuss this kind of short section of the book called Ethics because we knew it would fit so well into this discussion. Um, And that's kind of why we did these two podcasts together, because in reality, it's just an extended conversation about the book, as well as a conversation about our own personal feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing I want to talk about, jumping right into the book, is the first sentence of the section on ethics, where he says, Mm -hmm. a witch lives by a personal code of ethics rooted in self-responsibility, magical principles, and the ways of nature. Yes. I wrote a big yes next to that. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, I agree. Um, One of the quotes I liked is, it is neither the goal nor the desire of the average witch to cause harm to the innocent. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm looking at you like, okay, where's (laughs) she going to disagree with me? Um, However, the witch does not turn the other cheek. Yes. Also, yes. Yeah. Okay. This is great. We highlighted the same quotes. Um, I just so, think, okay, but, but go ahead. The last sentence in that paragraph, I think, kind of wraps this whole up, wraps this thing mm-hmm. up and, and shows our differences in this. This includes restoring balance in the life of the witch when others have disrupted it. I think that line is where we differ because the way we dis- we restore balance is different. Well, but I also think, however, the witch does not turn the other cheek, we also treat differently, you and I. Yes. You know, my idea of not turning the other cheek is probably very different from your idea of not turning the other cheek. Yes. 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 I think (laughs) I had to think about it for a minute because I do. Yeah. One of the problems is when you say turn the other cheek, my brain immediately goes to Jesus. Um, Right. And that is a, a comment. That statement is something that when I started leaving Catholicism was actually really important to me because what Jesus was saying is not necessarily what people thought he was saying. So right. Jesus wasn't like, oh, you know, turn the other t- cheek and take their BS, like just take more of it. It was about like the way in which the Romans would hit you. And if you turned the other cheek, they had to hit you, I don't know, with like the flat of their their open palm. And that was like being hit as an equal or something. So Jesus was basically being like, if they're going to treat you like shit, make them recognize who you are, make them accept mm-hmm. that you are a human being, um, which like I respect. I'm here for that, Jesus. Yes. Um, but as I have grown older and as I have moved on in my life, if somebody's going to hit me once, they're not going to have an opportunity to hit me twice. Right. That's not, you don't get that chance, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I think of turning the other cheek is, you know, do you take the high road? Do you take the hex road? What road Mm -hmm. do you take? So I guess when I think of that line, I think of how are you going to stand up for yourself? Yeah. Right? I think that's the question. That's the question really here. And that actually is another line that I underlined in this text. So when you move on to page 55 in the printed version, the core issue here is the belief that a person should never impose his or her will upon another. I think is the crux of the issue, really. I think if you choose to hex, you're saying, yeah, I'm going to do this and it might coerce or force or affect you in a way that you don't want it to. Whereas right. if you don't hex, you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. 
But it's also the whole idea of imposing your will. I was having this conversation with Cancer last night, actually, Um, because she's a nurse. And, you know, we were talking about spells. And I said, you don't, I don't, not you don't. I don't do spells to heal someone. I mean, obviously, if you have a broken leg and you've got it set by the doctor and you're in pain or whatever, yeah, I can do a spell to, like, you know, speed up the recovery, yeah. you know, to make it less, you know, absolutely, I will do that. But when somebody is diagnosed with something that is terminal or life-threatening, and they say, can you do something for me? I always want to help ease the pain. I always want the doctors to see what they're supposed to see. And this is the part that she she was really like thinking about. I said, you know, if we all have free will, and we've all chosen to be born, right? And for witches who believe in reincarnation and all that, this idea that this is not our only life, but we have to experience a myriad of things. So if that's the case, we've chosen how we die, barring any kind of weirdo accident that something Mm -hmm. happens to you. We've chosen our death. And as much as we hate it, until science catches up, we're going to die of things that maybe in 100 years are completely curable. Yes. Right? But right now they're not. And maybe one of the reasons we get these diseases is to like get science to, you know, examine it, try to cure it, better humanity, better man, all this stuff. You can't go against that. So if somebody has chosen, I don't know how I've chosen to go, but at some point I'm going to die of something. And me imposing or somebody else imposing their will because they don't want me to go is going against what I want. Maybe I'm not conscious of what I want, Right. But mm-hmm. I, I made a decision, and I think we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, like yeah. what a witch does. It's not judgment that happens when you die, but hey, what did you say you were going to do? Kind of like a to-do list. And oops, I missed that. Well, do you want to do it when you come back or do you not? You know what I mean? Like you decide. It's your life to come back to. So it's the same thing with death. So the idea that someone is someone's family member is very ill, I don't know if this is their time. So I have to work with what is within their will. I will always try to work with, may the doctors see what they're supposed to see. May this person get the healing energy they're supposed to get. I can't impose my will or the will of somebody's loved one on this person who maybe this is their course. As sucky as it is, but we all know we're going to go, you know? Mm -hmm. Somebody recently, um, so a friend of mine and I were talking about somebody who we knew that had passed away and they had cancer. And... I said, oh, wow, you know, a natural death versus this COVID, which I guess could be seen as a natural death as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he was like a natural death. And I said, you know, we hate to say that cancer is a natural death, but right now it is like this is yeah. the way some people go and it sucks and you should fight against it. But if it doesn't go into remission, what did that mean? And as much as we don't want to admit it, this could be what this person came to do for us, however young they were. And that's always a horror um, but this is what they yeah. were supposed to do. And it's going against that. So the idea of imposing your will can be even when you think you're doing a good thing, in my, in my point of view. I have, okay, I got to address this in a coherent way because my brain just did some loop-de-loops. Okay. I agree <laughs> with you. Fun, like fundamentally, I agree with you there that you have to be, if you're going to choose to impose your will by doing healing magic, I don't think... That you should then be like, oh, but hexing is terrible. Like, if you're going to impose your will in one context, what, like, what's the difference? Why aren't you then imposing your will in another context? You need to be aware of that. You need to unpack that. Um, 
But I do think that that also fundamentally hits a difference in the way that we see the human life and the human death. And this, um, (laughs) there's a sentence in this paragraph that I quoted from, intent is the energy that binds karma to a soul. And I think that that kind of is the vibe that you're talking about where like the intent is I'm going to hit these milestones and I'm going to die in this way and then I can reincarnate. And that's not, that's not a thing that I ascribe to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't see human life and human hypothetical possible reincarnation, which is a thing that I haven't really sat with in that way. Um, And and I'm about to drop the hottest take of all (laughs) new age spirituality. Um, I don't care about intent. I know. Yeah, no, you're looking at me like I'm crazy because I am crazy. So in the like real life setting, I don't care about intent. Your actions speak louder than your words, regardless of what you meant to do. Your Mm -hmm. actions are the things that you experience consequences on. Do I think that intent is necessary in magic? Yes. But intent is still not the thing that is going to matter. The action is going to matter. The spell that you cast is what matters. The energy that you direct is what matters. So even if you go into something with like, I'm agreeing with you, I guess, with that positive intent, with that healing intent, if you're imposing your will on somebody, you're imposing your will on somebody, whether or not your intention is good or bad. And that is where I come at the conversation of hexing from is, all right, what is the action? Because regardless of my intent for the spell, what is the spell going to do? Um, And I know that that's a hot take because, like, the entirety of New Age spirituality is built on the idea that, like, intent is the driving force behind everything. But in the human shell that we wear, action is the reality that we have to grapple with. But, yes. Now I'm going to throw something else at you. So let's say I'm in my car and my intent is to just drive to work and it's dark And a kid just runs out of nowhere. I slam on the brakes, but my car hits the kid. My intent wasn't to hit him. I tried to put the brakes on. Like I slammed on the brakes. I still hit the kid. I don't think that's the same as I see the kid. I speed up. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, like I know what you're saying. And yes, you know, actions do speak louder than words. But on the other hand, you know, shit happens. Like hitting a kid. Yes. You know what I mean? But even then, the actions are different, right? Like, the action when you don't want to hit the child is you step on the brakes and you, you know, pray to whatever gods you're praying to that you don't hit the child. There's also inaction. You do nothing. You just maintain the speed you're going at and you hit the kid and and that. Or there's choosing the opposite action, which is speeding up and running over a child. (laughs) But those three actions affect reality differently. They are judged in our law differently they will affect you psychologically differently um they might affect the family of the child differently right the family is not gonna feel the same way about a person who says oh yeah i hit your kid whatever versus a person who said i tried to stop i tried so hard to stop but if the kid dies the loss is the same the result is going to be the same whether i slammed on the brakes and there's clear marks on the ground that you could see me skidding you know um but the loss is there and the parents may not 
hate me as much, but there's going to be that feeling of I lost my kid because this person didn't slam on the brakes soon enough. Um, you know, people can think of a bunch of things. She must have been on the phone and, you know, that's why she didn't clearly see my kid who was all dressed in black in the middle of the <laughs> darkness. And, you know, I mean, um, so the results could be almost the same, even though, yes, according to the law, yes. they would investigate, they would see that my car tried to stop, that the kid, you know, did jump out of nowhere, that the, even the witnesses saw it and they said this kid just came out of nowhere and the person tried to stop. So, yeah, I wouldn't go to jail, but... The after effects of not having that person alive anymore might might be kind of the same. So this is then the question, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know why in a hexic episode it's I'm just thinking about everything in terms of healing magic, but this is where I'm at. The effect is is the effect different if you do a spell that is. I'm trying to help the doctors find the thing or see the thing or be as aware as possible versus I am sending specifically healing energy to this person to heal this, you know, cancer or whatever. I I never send energy to have the doctors find the thing, to Mm -hmm. see what they are meant to see. Let nothing cloud them. We all have people, well, we don't all have people, but you may have somebody who hates you. Who's like, I just found out so-and-so sick. It might be cancer. Good. Yeah, I hope it is cancer. No, I mean, you know, I'm not saying we all, as I said, we don't all have people like that. But there might be somebody, even in the back of your head, who's always been jealous of you. And all of a sudden, some bad luck happens. And they go, I'm so sorry. But there's a part of them that's like, (laughs) right? So that energy is around that person when a doctor comes in. So what I say is, let that energy go away. Right. Let the doctors see clearly what they are meant to see. Let them be awake. Let them be refreshed. Let them come to this with clear eyes. Um, And if they're not meant to see it, they may not still see it. So I never say let the doctors see the thing. Um, If they're allowed to see it, let them see it. Let nothing get in the way of helping this person if they are meant to be helped. Right. Um, So it's always like that caveat that I do in there. At the end of this ethics chapter, mm-hmm. I feel like Raven Gramasi is on my team <laughs> because yes. he says, however, in the end, only you can decide whether you will live as a victim or as a participant in the affairs of your own life. And that sentence right. sure reads like, if you don't counterattack is how he refers to it, then you are a victim. Mm-hmm. And first of all, fuck that. Fuck that. Right. That's that's mean. Don't that's not appropriate, Mr. Gramasi. Um, but on the other hand, yes. <laughs> like well, I would never I mean, call somebody who doesn't hex a victim. Right. But he does make a valid point when he says you could spend all this energy on protecting and shielding, protecting and shielding, protecting and shielding, when you can use half of the energy to just send something to this person and yeah. be done with it. I say there's a middle ground and there are spells of protection that reflect. There are mm-hmm. spells of protection that also send whatever you send to me goes back. Right now you could send it back. You could destroy it when it comes near you. Right. Um, but a lot of witches do that. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. And I have to admit after having read him, I think I'm a little bit more on his camp. I don't think mm-hmm. that I would tell people Again, I'm not going to hex, but do I believe in doing spells that protect and give back if it comes at you? Absolutely. 
because like you said, like, I don't want to be a victim. And it's true. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy to constantly be protecting yourself, protecting your environment. And as witches, I think we still have to do that because we don't know what's coming at us. Yeah. But why not put something in there so there's just a zing back? So you just stop. Just, you know. Like a little so static shock. Any- yeah. It's like, I'm not doing anything to you. But if you do something to me, well, yeah, it's coming back. Yeah. So I think this transitions really well into just a couple of questions that I wanted to ask that I think allows us to more deeply address the topic in our practices. Okay. So the first question that we each have to answer, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to allow you to go first if you want, but you can, we could switch. What does hexing mean to you? Okay. So I think hexing because of, mm, how do I put this? So I listen, or listen, I read uh, Raven Grimassi and I'm going, okay, I'm totally down with that idea of hexing, the idea of protection. But the way I grew up um, in my parents, my grandparents' practice, it's trabajitos, spells. You have good spells, good trabajitos, bad trabajitos. And bad trabajitos is anything that's going to hurt someone. So hexing to me always meant you are hurting someone you are going out to get someone right um i don't like you so i'm gonna do something to you or um even if it's just for fun it's not even like i don't like you it's more like i just want to cause problems wherever i go so i'm just going to do things to make people miserable wherever i am and just kind of enjoy that so that to me was my understanding at a very young age of what hexing was and i think that that has evolved throughout time so yeah I want a t-shirt that says, I'm going to cause problems. Wherever I go. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want that. You said that and I was like, that's me. I am a goblin. So, no, but I like that because I think that that's one of the biggest problems that the community has about Mm -hmm. hexing is that we're all working under different definitions. Yes. So for me, I treat hexing as consequences magic. Magic that... I use when I cannot create consequences in my real life. Um, So if somebody, if somebody were to come up and slap me in the face, I talk a big game, but I'm actually an incredibly non-confrontational person. So I would probably just walk away and cry. But then later I'm sending you some shit. May you step on a Lego and never find your remote, you know? Um, so like I see, I guess the way that I think of hexing is imposing my own consequences on a situation. So hexing is magic that imposes, um, I see binding as a hex. So I do Mm. bindings a lot. Okay. Mm. No, I've done three bindings. (laughs) That's, that's a lot for me. Um, but bindings are like the hexes that I rely on most frequently. A spell that says, don't fuck with me. Don't come near me personal space, that kind of stuff. And I know that some people in the community don't see binding as a hex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there were people who wanted to bind um, Brett Kavanaugh or Donald Trump, and no one was coming out and saying, like, oh, you're hexing the president. Like, But for me, that spell is a negative consequence of somebody's actions that I cannot act upon in person that is imposing my will upon theirs, and therefore would be a hex, would be negative magic. Um, I don't, and this is something I need to say to the podcast, I'm not out here 
in my little goblin, you know, little gremlin altar, like f cursing people's bloodlines and like making it so that you get horrible diseases. Like that's not, that's not the shit that I'm doing. Um, do I suggest anybody else does it? No. But I also, I guess, see what you say about how you grew up with hexing. And I think about the different cultures that have had this baneful magic as a part of their practices. And like, who am I to be like, nah, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my great grandmother was very, very um, serious about only doing good and good in a mundane way, good in a spiritual way. Um, and people did go to her for um, a myriad of different things. And she was pretty known in the neighborhood I grew up in. And then um, she died when I was nine. But, you know, nine is old enough to, like, notice certain things, you mm -hmm. know, when it comes to the elders in your family. And then, you know, my grandmother, of course, and and my mom. So where am I going with this? I don't know. Oh, it's just <laughs> what their definition is, I think, has always stuck with me versus yeah. other things. The other thing, which I think is funny because you've noticed it, I don't hex people. But when people bother me, what happens? Something I mean, happens to them. Bad things. But also just like when people bother you, it's like a wall. Yeah. It's just like just poof. There's just like this weird magical wall. It's like a like a little line. I guess it's probably because you're doing all that protection stuff. It's just like, nope. Yeah. But then something winds up happening to them. And I've always said, like, see, I don't have to do anything. Like, I don't yeah, have to well, do anything. Like, it just, I don't um, know who's out there doing this for me. I mean, I, I do, I do think it's funny when things happen. People finally tell me, did you hear what happened to, and I go, well, okay. But I, I read somewhere, um, and I don't remember where, that if you have a Capricorn big three placement, so rising sun or moon, that you tend to be like an old soul. And then once you hit that first Saturn return, the universe kind of pays you back for all the shit that you went through because you were so old um, as a child. And I am hitting that first Saturn return and I'm like experiencing that. I'm like hmm. seeing people receive consequences for being shitty people. Um, and I love that. And I, and I think that that really ties into why I hex and why I don't dissuade people from hexing because like I have never been a confrontational person I talk mad shit right I'm a Gemini I will talk all of the shit but I have never been the kind of person to like confront somebody or like f have a fight um or or even in some cases like tell somebody hey the way that you're acting is making me unhappy or uncomfortable and like yeah okay I will unpack that like separately but hexing has always been a tool of empowerment for me. I can use this to make up for what I'm lacking in my ability to address conflict in like an appropriate and healthy way. Right. I, um, I, this is going to sound weird because you've known me for a while. I don't like conflict at all. You're um, just very good at it. I'm just... <laughs> This is what happens, okay? When I get upset, I can feel myself raising energy, right? And it's something mm -hmm. that I should probably, at this point in my life, be able to control. 
but I can feel it. And as I get into a confrontation with somebody, there's something that happens almost like, I don't want to say I get high because it's not high. It's like the adrenaline just hits you and you're like, yeah, yeah. And I know that I am releasing energy when I'm talking to people. And there's one person who has picked up on it, which was uh, Virgo, because Virgo worked with me for a while. And she would sometimes, like, I would be having a conversation with somebody that seemed really calm. But she would say, your whole energy is just, like, spikes right now. And I'd go, what? Like, I thought I was controlling myself really well. And she would just say, I have to leave the room right now. Like, she would just be really, like, I'm out of here. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. So I had to really, when she was with me, I had to really watch because, you know, I've worked on Wall Street for a while. So I'm really good at just smiling at you and saying, really? Okay, well, what can I do? Like, you know, where I really just want to kick you in the teeth. Um, But I noticed that about me. And so when I start to get into confrontation, I start to get like, I call it, I'm seeing red, right? Which comes from Mm -hmm. a song. Like, I'm just seeing red. And I just, the only way to burst through that red is to just tell you what I have to tell you. I did do one spell that I guess might have been seen as a hex and it was, and here we go. Let's talk about intent. I didn't intend for it to be a spell. So I was really upset with somebody. I was really upset. You know who it is. We'll talk about it off the, off the thing. Okay. Um, I was really upset at somebody and um, I was actually folding laundry and I decided to listen to this song uh, by the Cro-Mags. And it's a song that I really love and the lyrics are like, I'm going to show you no mercy at all. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to kick you when you're taking a fall. Right. And, but some of the lyrics are about, you know, I thought you were my friend, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's about this betrayal and saying the next time I see you and things are going bad, I'm going to laugh at it. Yeah. I sang the entire song. I don't even know how I remember the lyrics and I'm singing the entire song. And when I was done, I felt like a, like a really good release. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in a cast a circle and everything's going well. And I went, oops, did I do something? Like, I wasn't really sure that person didn't speak to me for months. It was really nice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but I realized that I had sent something out that kind of, not to hurt this person, but just kind of a keep away from me. Yeah. And this is also why when you think of dance and music, why it's so good in ritual, because it can yes. really get you to build up that energy. And like I said, I was folding laundry, but I was thinking about this person and I was singing and I was feeling the song, you know, um, I didn't write the song. Right there, here we go with spells. I didn't write the spell. I did. This is not meant to be a spell. But yeah. at the end of it, I knew. And I, the first person I called after that was my mother because I was freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I said, "This happened. This happened. This happened." She's like, "Just let it go. You didn't wish her harm. You didn't wish this. You didn't wish that." But there was this feeling of "Don't come near me because I'm going to attack you," kind of thing, um, which was kind of how I was feeling at the time. Yeah, and this is a while ago. Um, so. Did anything happen to me? No, I can't tell you honestly that anything negative happened to me. Um, So there was no intent. It did wind up being a spell because I'm completely convinced this was a spell. This person did Mm -hmm. try to get the message and, you know. um, So what does that even mean? You know, is that a hex? According to Raymond Gramassi, it's not. Yeah. This person was low-key coming for me and I low-key did something you know yeah which really did not have an intent I do know now um I did learn something about myself and about music more than I I have in the past 
I'm going to say this. This is a song that I'm going to, if I had to put it in my book of shadows and it's not in my book of shadows yet, it's going in there because Mm -hmm. I really feel like it's a hell of a spell. And if I put real intention behind it, I really think this would be something that would be pretty powerful. And I think it's because the song means something to me. The first time I heard it, I thought this is a great betrayal song. This is a great song. Not of saying like, oh, I'm so sad you betrayed me, but more like, I am so going to come for you. Like you did this to me and now I'm in my right to come to you. You know, so. I, first of all, love that uh, you shared that. But second (laughs) of all, I think that that makes a lot of sense for the way that I conceptualize and practice hexing. Um, Mm -hmm. One, because nine times out of ten, if I'm going to hex somebody, it's because you have upset me so much that I no longer have a control on that Mm -hmm. anger valve. Right, like I and and for me, when I'm angry, it really the only person that it affects is me. Um, sure, I get like this it, this very like physical response. Um, and once if that starts happening, that's when I'm gonna be like, all right, I need to release this energy in some way. This is the consequence of your actions. Here is your hex. Um, but I think it also demonstrates that like. I don't like fuck around with hexing. Like I like to joke about minor hexes and being like, oh, step on a a Lego or like lose your remote or like may you never find your keys. But those spells are minor and I don't want to, I don't have the energy to put in for like some minor inconvenience. If I'm going to hex you, I am like binding you from talking shit about me or I am putting like... Not violent, but like heavy duty spikes, like Virgo said, in between us as a protective measure. I am laying the groundwork for an equal and opposite reaction to what you have done. And I don't like to say to people like, oh, you know, you should like you you have to do you have to treat magic like really, really intense. And it's got to be like really important. But like. Hexing probably shouldn't be, like, some little dinky shit that you, like, do whenever somebody minorly pisses you off. Yeah. You should have healthy coping mechanisms for things like that. And I don't necessarily know if hexing is a healthy coping mechanism long term, but it is the one that I am using right now for, like, these larger scale problems. I mean, I would rather do something to you in a mundane sense rather than hex you because yeah. I kind of feel like okay so there's there's you know there's some people at my job that I despise that I just I think I don't know how they got their licenses I have mm-hmm. no idea um how they went to school I kind of question the school they went to and it makes me kind of think of some not all schools are created equal because some <laughs> people are just dumb and mean and um but I don't want to hex them I'd rather Hopefully, I, I leave before them. I would rather just let it all out at the last mm-hmm. staff meeting. You know what I'm saying? And just tell them what I think. And then, yeah, what? Come at me. Like, you know, and maybe that's a coward's way out. But I've already told some of them what I think of them. Um, I just want to do it again before I leave. Like one last swan song. I would rather tell you or if I can mess you up, mess you up in a mm-hmm. mundane way. Like I would so much rather... I convinced a woman to leave her job. Yeah. I I'm wanted her need job. That story. 
Okay, so this person was um, my boss and a job, and it got to the point where she wasn't interested in working, so it was just all dumped on me. Mm-hmm. So I just took advantage when I saw how she was treating me to just say, well, why don't I learn how to do this? Why don't I learn how to do that? I basically knew her job. So at that point, she had this crazy scheme to do something, which I knew would fail. It didn't make any kind of common sense. And I built her up so much. I told her she had this. I told her, you go in there. It took me a while, but I built her up till she went in and she quit her job. And then I leveraged the fact that I knew what was going on to get more money and a better position. Now, wasn't a spell. I didn't go home and light candles. Okay. But don't treat me like crap and then trust me. That's on yeah. you if you're stupid. And that's a mundane thing. That's just a life life lesson. Like, don't treat people who work for you like garbage. Teach them everything and then expect them to be loyal to you because yes. now I can do your job. And but guess what? I did it better than her. So, I'm not surprised by that at all. You know, thank you. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I would rather do that. I'd rather have my energy better spent in, in life things than getting spiritual or getting spirits involved or getting in a sense my karma involved i kind of feel like if i do something to you in a mundane world it's my brain against yours right yes there's no advantage there if you're dumb that's not on me right yeah. why would you think and i'm not going to tell you what the scheme was that she wanted to do i'm like how would you even think that that would be viable that you could make a living off of that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah but if you're going to be that dumb and trust me after you've just treated me. And she used to be really cool with me, but then she got a position of power and it was just like treating me like her lackey. And I was like, okay, so you know me. You, how, What would make you think that I'd be cool with you disrespecting me like this? What? Like, yeah, I'm going to come at you. But why would I need to get spiritual on that when I can just mess you up? You know? Yes. And she had the opportunity to be smart. She just chose to be dumb. Yeah, that's. I would and not. She was, fuck she was with not you. a dumb person, ever. Thank you. No, but I she wasn't a dumb person. Stupid. That's the other thing. No, you have to be a little bit stupid. No, you gotta be a little bit stupid to fuck smart. with you. <laughs> like, come on. I don't know, but see, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't need to hex her. Yeah, I think it's also probably a little bit Hellenic for me because one of the things that's really important in Hellenic religion is like hospitality. And for me, that translates into etiquette. Um, I have a lot, a lot of a complex about etiquette and like acting appropriately. And nothing pisses me off more than like egregious breaches in etiquette. And that's the kind of thing where like it's already because of my religion, it's very easy for me to then be like, now we're just going to throw some spice on the situation spiritually. Yeah. Um, I have a question. It's a big one. I don't mm. think we're going to answer it today. But we started this conversation talking about ethics, and I think that we should end this conversation talking about ethics. Um, we're ending already? N- no, this is going to be a long, <laughs> this is going to be a big oh, one. Okay. We're going to have a lot of opinions. <laughs> we're going to have a lot to talk about. What does it mean to do good? Ooh. Mm. Right? And like you saying your grandmother, her whole thing was do good in all contexts of her life. What does that mean? So for her, doing good meant 
um, trying to help people who have problems. And when I mean that, I don't just mean in a spiritual way. If she knew mm-hmm. the family was going hungry, she would cook for them or she would give them food. She would buy food for them. She would talk to other people to see if they could help the family as well. Um, but of course, we're talking about a group of people that were immigrants, right? Yeah. And when Cubans came here, there was this feeling of we have to help each other. So, um, and she didn't just help Cubans, but I'm just saying like that just was like part of the culture to just help each other in this new country to kind of like do well. But, you know, my grandmother, my great grandmother were known to be people that would give you the shirt off their backs. Like if you needed it and they feel like, you know, they needed more than me, like I'll go without and you can have it. My mother's also had that kind of feeling. Like she's like, you know, if somebody needs it and you know that even if you won't eat till tomorrow, but they won't ever eat, then you might as well give them the food you have today. You know, like you can starve for one day of this person, you know, whatever, yeah. and try to help them out. So doing good in a spell would be making sure that no one is harmed in a spell. If you're talking about spell work specifically, um, anything is going to better people, but not in a selfish way, right? Like I have a house, I'd like a bigger house, then work for it, bitch. Like, you know, do you need a spell mm-hmm. for that? Um, When somebody has no house, when somebody is homeless, when somebody maybe they just need a a spell so that they can, you know, get that job, land that job. You know what I mean? Um, You know, that's what doing good is. And, you know, I I think about if they ever did any personal magic. And I can't, not to my knowledge, they never did anything to better their lives in a spiritual way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as far as I know, my mother's never done anything like that um, because what's supposed to be is supposed to be mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, like when I've applied to schools and things, I never did candle work or spiritual work. I know my mother never did work when I was younger because she would have told me about that by now. Um, if I was meant to get into this school, if I was meant to have this job, then it's going to happen. You know, can you do a spell so I can have more confidence at the job interview? Absolutely. Yeah. That's only going to help you, but it's your innate talents that are going to get you that job, not the spell. That that wouldn't be good because maybe I'm not the right person for the job. Maybe the person that comes after me is going to kill that job. Then they should get the job, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's what, in my mind, um, doing good is. And, you know, even if somebody is ill, um, I always ask the family member, is it okay if I send them some healing energy? You know, because if I can't ask them, then I'm going to ask somebody close to them. It's not up to me. Even if I think that they could use it, it's not up to me. It's up to whoever's close to them. You know, I can only make decisions for those people close to me. I see doing good, especially in a magical sense, Mm -hmm. as kind of a, um, you know that thing on an airplane where they're like, put your own mask on before you put on somebody else's? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because you can pass out trying to put on somebody else's mask if you don't have yours. Yeah. That is my approach to doing good because I think for so much of my life, I put other people's needs in front of mine. I I tried to do good for other people to the point where like I actually hurt people because I was trying to do what they wanted, which wasn't what I wanted. And so for me, I have to do, I have to do me first. I have to make sure that I am whole and healthy and comfortable And does that mean that I'm, like, out here doing spells for myself? No. But if I am so upset to the point where I am no longer functional, then I'm going to use magic to then help me become functional again so that I can do good for the people 
that need that. Um, I Doing good for me is about boundary setting, mm-hmm. you know, because I would, I have on more than one occasion given children, not the shirt off of my back, but the shirt off of my husband's back, you know, and been like, oh, you need, you need food. I'm going to get you lunch. Oh, you need this. But you also have to sit back and say, all right, can I afford this? Am I bankrupting myself emotionally, physically, spiritually by giving and giving and giving to other people? And I think for women, especially, we are told so much that we have to be what other people need. We are the caregivers. We are the mothers. We are here to support other people. And like, yeah, I love that. I do. I don't, I don't want to say no. I don't want to not do it. But somebody has to look at women in the eye and be like, also, you deserve good. You deserve to be treated with kindness and to live with respect. And I, and I, I said it before in the episode, hexing is empowering to me. It is allowing me to negotiate firm boundaries and protect my energy in the way that works for me. You know, I had a teacher once tell me when I first started out that it wasn't good that I always had kids in my room. You know, like they didn't feel comfortable in the cafeteria. So can I have lunch in your room? Which, of course, we can't do any of that now. But she said, you need your time. And I always felt like, yeah, but isn't my time, isn't my time here to like help them? Mm-hmm. So I never really listened. And then pandemic hit and I'm in the room alone and I realized something. Sometimes kids would come in my room and I'd be like, all right, I don't really want you in the room right now. I kind of need five minutes to myself, but this is mm-hmm. my job. And now that this pandemic has hit, I'm going, wow, no, no, I need my own time. Yeah. Um, you know, I have friends that you know, I hear from every once in a while. And when I do hear them, they're like, hey, do you have time to like read my cards? And I go, okay. And then I don't hear from them. And then it's like, hey, how you doing? So, you know, we have to get together again, like via Zoom and you can read my cards. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm busy now. You know, so I hear what you're saying. And I agree with you. And I think that, um, it is a role that's thrust upon us. It's especially true if you're a woman and a teacher. It's kind of like you're supposed yeah. to be a mom. And I tell them all the time, I'm not your mom. I'm not your auntie. Like, I'm your teacher. I can be your mm-hmm. mentor. But, you know, at the end of the day, I go on vacation. And I'm like, who was that kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, and it's not to say there aren't some kids that you root for and you really care about. And, and those kids you keep in contact with, you know, and then they become people. And you're like, oh, my God. This little gremlin became a person and it's kind of, it's really cool. But yeah, you do have to take care of yourself because if not, you're not even going to be there for the one or two kids that you could reach, you know, as a teacher. And as a witch, if you don't set boundaries for the things that you you do and take time for yourself, no one else is going to give you that energy back. No one's going to give you that time back. And you're right. You're not going to be the person you could be. You're not going to be as effective to help people as you could be. So I agree with you. I love when we agree. That's my favorite part. It's it's weird when we agree, but yeah, it's nice. Yes, correct. Um, (laughs) Thing I want to say to the audience, I am not planning on posting hexes, obviously, for Mm -hmm. things like sit and spell. Um, Maybe one day in the future, I would do like like a binding to be like a protective thing. But even then... Um, I'm not sure how comfortable I feel sharing that particular portion of my spell work with other people. 
I think a good spell might be if um, I mean I'm just thinking out loud if you if you want to do this for sit and spell what is a protection spell look like that also kind of has that zing at the end mm-hmm. you know what I mean in other words not to hurt the person but if you are sending me bad energy just so that you maybe get the hint like yes. I know what you did this is what's happened back to you because this is your energy coming back please leave me alone like a spell like that I don't consider a hex um and ultimately is a way of protecting yourself and it's kind of like trying to make the other witch self-aware more than hurt the witch you know be a little aware of what you just did and know that I know what you did somebody who has no problems hexing and I've mentioned this in other episodes is my mom I love Um, your mom (laughs) thank you um she she only has as far as I know she's only text um when people have come at her family and she Mm -hmm. says that she's in her right have I seen stuff come back at her I absolutely have and I actually asked her about it and she's like it might have been that and I'm like and she goes I'd still do it again my mom does not care she doesn't care I feel the same way and she definitely feels that she has gotten repercussion and she's 1000% okay with it. Where like, I wouldn't be okay. Cause my mom, like, you know, she's got some physical limitations now. So mm-hmm. that I wonder about, but she really was upset and she felt this is what she had to do for her family to protect. And it was, it was to protect me too. So I also feel guilty because of that. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I've never gotten to that point. I've never gotten to the point where I've been so upset about what somebody has done to somebody I mm-hmm. love that I would ever cross the line. Would I ever cross the line? I might. I don't know. I got to be totally honest. I, I have no idea if I would. So I I'm going to leave it open. You did? I did. And it was probably the best hex I've ever done. Um, and a lot of like for me, hexing is very intuitive. I just kind of like put together the spell mm-hmm. as I'm feeling it. Um, but like. It was always what you're talking good. about. Is yeah, I'm not. About? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, discuss not the it. details on the podcast for a variety yeah. of reasons. But um, damn, did it feel good, and and that you know I feel the same way as your mom does. I describe being a Gemini and being a mutable sign as like being seaweed in the ocean. I'm just flapping along with reality. You know, if a hurricane comes around, a hurricane comes around. Whatever. If I experience consequences, I experience consequences. I have the rest of my life ahead of me. I'm, I will take that chance for the people that I love and care about and for myself who I have to love and care about in the same way that I love and care about my family. Yeah. Time this is tell. an episode. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, Yeah. Because sometimes the people that you love are going through something so intense that they can't mm-hmm. even defend themselves. You know, they yeah. can't even like they know they're going through it and they're just so And I don't want to use the word weak as though the person can't handle themselves because they can. But, you know, when you're just emotionally drained, like at that yes. point, you're, you're weak, you're emotionally just completely blah, like I got nothing else to give. And I think to see somebody you love in that state is hard. And I think that's when sometimes, like you said, I think that a lot of times hexing is not done because you've thought about it. It's because you're so it's it's yeah, it's physical. You feel it. And you're like, uh, uh-uh, this is not going to fly. And I think that um, unlike other spells, I think hexings happen because we're upset and, and we don't think things through. 
And I'm not saying that you shouldn't hex, but I think that that's when it happens. My mother, I did ask her and she said, oh no, I thought about it for a long time. So she, yeah, she just, you know, um, which I'm like, okay. And I think maybe that's where hexing should go. I think that you should sit with it for a while. And if you still feel like this is what I want to do, then you got to do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Even with the good spells, I'm going to say the same thing to anybody listening. If hexing is right for you, then you got to hex. But I, I do think it's something that you should not do when you're all upset, you know, just like healing spells. I will not do a healing spell if I'm upset. So I will never do a healing spell on a family member or somebody that I mm-hmm. love very much because my energy, I know it's completely messed up. I am not going to get the effect that I want. Um so when I've been really upset, when I've had family members in the hospital, I always call other people and I'm like, you've got to help me because I can't do this. Like, yeah. I know I can't, you know? That's actually a really good point because I I did a hex recently. Um, oh. I did. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you why. Not on the podcast. But okay. this person was <laughs> was saying some shit about my husband, which. Oh. Yeah. You, I'll, I'll kill you. I am ride or die for that man. Like, you don't fuck around. Um, And I was so angry. And I started doing the hex. And I realized about two-thirds of the way in that I was actually too angry to do the hex. And I needed to, like, walk away. And when I came back, I was like, all right, okay. Realigning this. Still fundamentally a binding, right? You will not talk shit about my husband. But I reframed the de- the design of the spell to be more about calming and creating more of like a friendship energy mm. between the two people because I was aware that the reason that this person was lashing out was because of their own issue. And so instead of just being like, fuck you, here's your consequence, I was like, fuck you, calm down. So I was still mm-hmm. imposing my will on other people. Right, it's still a hex say. for sure. Yeah. But it was much less um, aggressive. It was much more about trying to mend the broken thing versus just tearing somebody apart. You know, I thought about a spell that I've done um, that's the kind of, you come at me, here's your consequence. Yeah. So, you know, people feel like, oh, wow, like, you know, I have cards. I have a deck of cards and I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you, Gemini. You know mm-hmm. what? You've got to allow me to read you. Yeah. Okay. Really read you. And you can block people from reading you. And how I how I learned about it was through my dad. So I picked up, um, it was, I want to say it was the Spanish deck, the Baraja Española, which I don't really read, but I wanted to learn. And my great-grandmother knew it and I wanted to learn this thing. So... I'm like, I said to my father, okay, can I, can I read you? And he was like, all right. And he wanted to see if I could really read him. Halfway through, I got sick. Like, I was like, I don't feel good. I'm nauseated. Oh, no. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it went away. And he was like, keep going. I'm like, I don't want to. And he was, he started laughing. And my mother's like, you shouldn't have done that. I was like, what? Like, she knew he had done something so that mm-hmm. I would get sick. So taking from that, I've built on that that spell because I found out what he did and I just said oh so now people are blocked people cannot Mm -hmm. read now you can read the cards absolutely you can pull cards for me all day are you going to actually get cards that tell you something about my life no and the funniest thing was um 
right after we started the podcast, people, one person started talking crap about me, saying that I was starting something. I was starting mm-hmm. some sort of like business. And I said, where is this person getting this from? And I went, oh, mm-hmm. we did a podcast, but this person got a reading for something else because they can't read me. And I know they think they can. I know they think they're probably sitting there reading me like all day long. You're not getting anything about my life, my personal life, my business Mm -hmm. life, nothing. Because you're not allowed to read for me. And every once in a while, I remember that spell and I go, let me just refresh that up a little bit. (laughs) Um, You know, and that's basically true for everybody. I think there's very few people that can, obviously everybody in which space can read for me. Um, And then there's Tony from the WDA can Mm -hmm. read for me. Um, I'm trying to think. That's basically it. I had I don't have myself open to anybody else um, to do because I feel like what if God forbid I I was stuck in an accident or something mm-hmm. and you wanted to pull cards for me to see like should I do this or should I do that like I want you to get an accurate reading same thing for anybody else in which space same thing yeah. for Tony but um, there's nobody else that's allowed to to read for me because it's nobody's business what's going on in my life and. The only people who I want reading for me is people that I trust. And yeah. I do trust Tony, even though, you know, she's in Europe and I don't talk to her all the time. Like if she felt like she wanted to pull cards, you know what? Do it. Because yeah. in all honesty, you know, I also work for her being part of the WDA. And if she ever had a question, she can by all means read whatever she wants and find out because I know that I mean her absolutely no harm mm-hmm. and that I never, you know, want to come at her for any reason. So if she ever had any doubts, I have no problem her reading me. But anybody else? Oh, especially in the WDA. Oh, hell no. Like, you're not reading me. You may think you're reading gonna me. I'm not going to lie. I kind of hope that people pull cards on me and be like, oh, what's, how does she feel about me? And it's just like fucking death, the tower, <laughs> the hanged man. Like, she feels like, fuck around and find out. That's how she feels. Um, yeah. Yeah. I loved this discussion. Um, I'm so happy that we got to do it, I think that we probably will be able to even do more in the mm. future. Um, before we wrap everything up, yeah. because you don't hex, mm. what is your go-to response to somebody trying to like magically get at you? My response? I, I mean, and I know that they're trying to get at me. I don't know what I don't know what you mean. Like, just like a blanket, what do I do so that yeah. you protect it? Or, yeah. Um, I mean, I basically do things to protect myself, protect my family, and to protect my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say my home, I even extend it out to my car. You know what I mean? Like, I just kind As of like, you should, yeah. Do like general protections for us. Um, I don't do any mirror work, which a lot of witches do. Um, I've thought about it. But I also feel like, God, am I getting really paranoid? Like to start like, okay, yeah. I got to set up mirrors so that people get things get things back to them. I don't come at people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I am not somebody who sees another witch or something and wants to take them down. I don't want to take anybody down. Right. I think we're going to be a stronger community if we can lift each other up and help each other. Yes. You know? 
So I think if you have that vibe, forget all the protection spells. If your vibe is like, you can do whatever you want. Like seriously, if I met a witch who said all my spells are hexes, well then if it's working for you, babe, then keep doing it. Like, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Maybe I'm totally wrong on this. Maybe I should be hexing more. You know, I don't know, but- I would pay money for you to be hexing more. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch you hex. That's what I want. But do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't have all the answers. We've always said that. Yeah. That we don't have all the answers. We're just having a conversation. And we want to hear what people have to say. But, you know, I think that's my vibe. So I think that maybe that also helps. You know, how I you agree. put yourself out there can also help to deter, even if you don't do a lot of protection stuff. But what you put out is what's ultimately going to come back to you is just how I feel. So... Yeah. Ultimately, it's just like trying to like help people and try like, just don't be a dick to people. I think that that yeah. kind of helps. And that's in a mundane way too. like, don't go through life purposely trying to mess people up. Like, why do you need that kind of energy around you? What does that even get you? It doesn't get you anything. You know, I'm not jealous of what people have. I don't care what people have. I only care about what I have. Like, do I like what I have? Yeah, then that's all I need. Why do I need to have what you have? I don't get that from people at all i think the point of this episode Mm -hmm. to wrap this all up is that we all need to make good choices oh (laughs) okay nobody understands this so so this is what gemini says to the damn kids at school this is how she says goodbye to people she even says goodbye to me sometimes when we were still like i said goodbye to my principal not my your principal i said goodbye to freaking the principal of the high school one day make good choices and i was like oh shit oh god what did he say oh he was super chill about it but like i was so embarrassed because it was just second nature this is her thing. This is what she says all the time. Make good choices. <laughs> so it's kind of become a little bit of a joke. And now look at this. It's not a joke. It's an actual thing. Because you're right. Just make good choices. And by good, whatever is good for you, ultimately. Yeah. You know, a hex is whatever you want it to be. And if that's how you live, do it. Do it up. You know, and I don't know. It's just the beginning of a conversation on this. You know, I, I want to throw something else out there. If there's another issue, right, or topic mm-hmm. in the community that people want us to, like, hash out, let us know. Oh, yeah, please. Because this was super fun. Yes. You know? um, yeah, and now we're going to have to ask which space. Oh, my, and I'm going to make cute little, like, like infographic little pictures with, like, a nice quote. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I, yeah, I, I feel like we should take, like, side bets on who's going to say what because I feel like... I feel you like you know everybody better card. than I do. Like I'm gonna lose those bets. <laughs> See, but I feel like there might be wild cards because it's one thing to know people, right? Yeah. Like, and it's another thing. Do they hex? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because if you look uh, at me, I don't look like the kind of person that hexes. Right. But then I do. Yeah, but I think you just have to get to know you a little bit to know, like, yeah, the bitch is going to hack somebody. That's true. I talk about I feel like shit. people people are just kind of dumb about it. And, like, I feel like people fear me when they meet us. And it's and like, shouldn't. nah, nah. <laughs> it shouldn't. It's her. You got to worry about her. And what I love is that when people do things to me, I think sometimes you get more upset than I do. I You're do. just like, that's it. That's it. And I'm like, there we go. There's Gemini. If I thought that you 
would be okay with me hexing people for you, I would have done it already. No, I know. I would have done it. (laughs) I'm like a little pit bull. I'm just the wish space pit bull. You just point me at something and I just bark indefinitely. And like people think I'm going to bite them and like I might. But mostly I'm just I'm just yelling. I'm just here to yell. So in my mind, I just pictured a pink pit bull with like lots of rhinestones like on the collar, like really pretty collar. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the nails are done too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a little bow on my ear. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm adorable. I love it. So yeah, let us know what you think. I want to hear from people to hex or not to hex. I want to hear what people think, you know, it's all good. I'll put it in the Instagram stories if you guys want to write in and and tell us because I think this is a big topic. I think this is something that we talked, the spiritual community has talked about for years and I like to know where our followers land. I also think that it's a topic that has divided us. Yes. Where it's like, oh, I don't do that. Like, we have to stop with that nonsense of, you know, you're not better than somebody because you don't hex or you're not better than somebody because you do hex. You're just a different type of witch. Yes. So, you know, I think it's something we should just accept about each other. And, you know, especially when you read, like, we started going over the ethics of Gramassi, he makes a good point for hexing. So, I don't know, maybe just be a little bit more open to what other people want to do and not have this, like, you know boogeyman the hex yeah boogeyman that we have like in the community like just it doesn't matter you know yeah i agree completely so everybody make good choices oh she said it again (laughs) i'm gonna get it tattooed on my knuckles i'm gonna say make good on the top set of knuckles and then choices on the bottom set of knuckles it's gonna be dope as hell no yeah no yeah. I've never said no to any of your tattoos, but I don't want to I'll actually look at those words because you say yeah. them enough. I don't actually want to see make good choices on your body. It's going to be so great. <laughs> right. I've got my evil right. little like villain fingers going, my little steeple fingers. Yeah. All right. All right, weirdo. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us and giving us the platform to have these conversations and being interested in our responses. Um, it just is thrilling every single time we do this to be like, people it are going to listen to us. It's cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, Keep reaching out. Email, Instagram. Again, if you don't hear from us, just like give us a little prod because um, as much as it's a pandemic, we are like annoyingly busy. Um, And just sometimes we get caught up. So just definitely follow up with us if you haven't heard in a while. Um, Thank you to Sean McShane for our intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. delicious.